0: Welcome everyone to Comedy Show Podcast. I'm Rick Ingram. I'm Eleanor Kerrigan. And I'm Carl LeBow.
1: Hold on, no, we will introduce guest. you. Oh, you oh. Now we've
2: got to cut today that out. Okay, let's uh,
0: start yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think it's better that way. Either way. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, we just let it go. I want,
1: Guys, Carl LeBow's here. Yeah,
0: very cool. <laughs> I, I think uh, we'll cut that out should just be the subtitle oh, yeah. of this podcast.
1: We have a lot of like things we have uh no gay shit that's right. that's a big one right,
0: right. like we we're not just not that? allowed to have no one's allowed to do gay shit right we're allowed to gay shit talk though oh good, oh, good, yeah. good. not allowed so, to do any so gay stuff yeah no gay up. sex
2: oh, it's a small room
0: heterosexual <laughs> sex perfectly fine right we try and keep it judgmental here at the right. county <laughs> store podcast <laughs> We you guys only... are
2: knocking over the soundboard <laughs> <Yeah>. fellas. <laughs> 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 fellas you're too rough <laughs> <laughs> you're not even comics what are you doing in here <laughs> from the AA meeting upstairs well great move it out of here we're trying to finish this yeah,
3: podcast I mean,
0: whatever policy. helps I think whatever helps you stay yeah. clean if you want to fuck in a basement more well, power to you That is fun yeah, I showed up, and I thought, wow, there's a lot of people here. And then I walked in, I saw what's going on. I'm like, oh, it's the AA people.
1: Yeah. They're here to see Carl.
0: They Were <laughs> were, were you an AA guy?
2: Uh, I was for a while. Yeah? yeah. Did it help?
1: Yeah. Sure. AA is great. Yeah. I mean, I know it's anonymous, and we're not allowed to talk about it, but too late now. Yeah. No, I uh, met some of the
2: greatest people. Let me tell yeah. you who I met in AA. Please.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Let me name names. Right.
0: Uh, one, one night, I was working the door upstairs, and uh, Steve... Renaziz, he was in the cover booth, and uh, Danny Bonaduce walked in, Uh and uh, so he walks in, he orders a double shot of vodka from the waitress, doesn't even go into the show, just standing in the front hallway. and. (laughs) Uh, we're just kind of standing there. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm pretty sure he was sober, but, you know, whatever. And then he walks in, he looks around the curtain, and he sees Argus Hamilton. And he's like, Hey, uh, do me a favor. Don't tell Argus that I was here. And you're like, oh, All right. And he's like, I know him from AA, so he probably should know that I'm I'm drinking. And I was like, All right. And he just he was eating dinner next door and decided to come, over, come over, have a quick drink. <laughs> <laughs> told his wife he was using the restroom. And uh knew the comedy store. With, yeah. Go to the comedy store. They'll, sure. they'll feed my demons.
1: What, can I ask you what year did you get here at the comedy store
2: I got here in 80. <gasps> yeah. Wow I arrived in my station wagon and uh, it's the same station wagon I had for a year that when I was I worked at a gas station and my, with my father in Fort Worth, Texas I'd okay. done it by this time I'd been an actor for three years out here in LA I'd sold cars at Don Johnson Ford I was the worst salesman <laughs> but I was 18 and they all loved me at this place. So they kept me on. Every month I should have been fired because I was always the lowest salesman. But I had that personality that they loved around the lot. Right. And I kept everybody laughing. Right. And I was learning about how to sell a car at the same time. But it wasn't my dream, so they knew I was in acting classes at night. Oh, right. So they kept me on there. And then uh, uh, I I, I scored a film. I I made a lot of money, which I think $18,000 for a little over a month's worth. uh, in a movie called High Riders that I uh, was featured in. It was like a drive-in movie that did really well in Europe. It was a Graydon Clark production.
3: Oh, got it.
2: And uh, I got in Screen Actors Guild and made that money and I paid off all my father's debts because he had worked in the Air Force and then got a job at night to help me go through acting school out here in Los Angeles. Holy shit. And pay for an apartment. So once I scored the big paycheck, I got rid of all of his bills, which I think were total was like nine grand. Okay. I paid off all of his debts. That's awesome. And his dream was to move back closer to his family in Texas. So him and my mom and my sister, I moved them there. And then I helped him start a gas station business. And he was terrible at being a leader. He was you know, a follower as an Air Force guy for so long. He,
3: right. He was having
2: trouble transitioning. And uh, so I ended up working with him for about six months. And during that time, I bought a station wagon because I had found stand-up. My dad turned me on to stand-up. And I went to Houston and... And saw it once and then i came back and worked off two weeks for five minutes and went and auditioned uh the night that everyone was auditioning to see who the comics were going to be at a brand new club from the ground floor and this is in houston houston what club was that uh god i just forgot um, why is. Do, do you remember the uh, that that
0: do you remember the comics you saw when you first went and watched
2: yeah uh, the first one was Bill Hicks that that oh uh, wow. okay yeah, I mean it was his first time so he was 16 or 17. he uh, was that
1: young I yeah. did not know that's why
2: he was a couple years younger than me and then I was 20 and then I met Kennison he was 25 mm-hmm. and then there was Fred Greenlee oh yeah I remember Fred you Remember Fred yeah uh, an ugly nickel no, my
1: impression of a nickel.
2: Yeah,
1: and he just turned his head, and yeah. it was my favorite bit. I don't. Know, he did yeah. look like. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Uh,
2: but there was a number of guys. There was like twelve of us, and Steve Epstein, and um, there it was just Bob Barber, uh, Riley Barber back then. Uh, don't they
1: hate when they change their names?
2: Uh, yeah, we all go through moments. Really? Is that,
0: Is that the guy who was married to the manager from the comedy store for a while?
1: No, but that I don't know who that guy is. I think you're thinking of Barker.
0: Oh, that might be, yeah, yeah.
2: I'm not even gonna say Uh, that. There was just a number of really talented everybody was doing it for the first time. Nobody was better than anybody. All in Texas. All in Texas. Wow. Yeah. So at the same time Boston was starting their group of guys and San Francisco had their group of guys. And we just became that Texas group. You were the Texas crew. over the course of the year. Right. And and I had bought a station wagon because I was living on the streets playing my guitar near Rice University, and I was busking during the day to make enough money to survive. Yeah. And at night, I did stand-up six nights a week. I think it was open six nights a week.
1: Yeah. Comedy
2: workshop, sorry. Comedy workshop. Oh,
1: there you go, comedy workshop. Yeah, and so
2: I think it was, you know, that's how I survived. So when I moved out here, Kenneth and I moved out in my station wagon a year later. Wow. And got here, and we had hired, we had done a show, because we needed to have a connection out here, so we did a show, and we hired... Uh, Argus, like Argus, and Ollie Joe Prater. No, yeah, I think no. I read
0: about this in the Bill Hicks American Scream Biography.
2: Uh, that's yeah. amazing. So, uh, <laughs> we put a show together for them, and they came, and then we hung out with them for two days, and never saw anybody do more blow in our lives. The <laughs> <laughs> no, Ollie or Argus or both, <laughs> both, both,
0: and Ollie was—he was a larger man, so I'm assuming oh, he was his tolerance. Probably 50 at that time. Yeah.
2: And and he was quite the character. And um, I think he went through a six-pack per set. Okay. So he wow. would walk up, and if he did two or three shows a night. Yeah, you know we're talking I mean? yeah. a full case but at he that would, point. He had the open throat thing where you just put the bottle in, tilt it up. And it was gone in a in a split second. Wow! And then he'd slam it back in the ice. He had five more left. He'd look at the crowd and goes, "That's what I learned in college." <laughs> and then he would just barrel through his act. And he was just lovable, and, and he was just this insane, aggressive. Uh, Everyone you know, says the comic. same thing about it was him. Just beautiful, yeah, watch,
3: yeah. You know,
0: yeah. The only the only thing I ever heard about him that people were that was even slightly bad was they'd be like yeah sometimes he'd borrow a line but then oh, he'd no, just give you he'd just give you yeah. shit about it yeah It's like yeah, yeah. Uh, didn't uh,
1: he used to open his sets with I do new jokes but I haven't heard any I'd like Mm-hmm. Of something like mm-hmm. that yeah that's so <laughs> yeah, great he was just
2: a great he was a great danger he was a great tornado yeah you walked in you felt it down the hall that's that's so inside so the building shaking yeah there was just this <laughs> vibe about him that you know just an electricity just vibe, of, you know? yeah I had an aunt like that I had like a 400 pound ant that lived in a trailer and I remember we'd go to visit and you'd knock on the door and then you hear <laughs> <laughs> and oh my god. god the whole trailer would shake <laughs> and then you spent 20 minutes putting all the whatnots back up on, <laughs> on the shelf she she had to answer the door instead of my uncle you know? oh my god that's yeah. sad but uh-huh. sweet yeah
1: i mean
0: that's that's what family's for yeah mm-hmm. the I memories mean, to
2: mm-hmm. put what nuts back on the uh sure what nuts yeah. when you knock when you walk when you knock what nuts off the trailer next door that's when you got a heavy walk that's yeah. a spe- yeah that's a special yeah. level of uh Sweetness. of mass she's our alarm <laughs>
1: we use her instead of a dog (laughs)
0: uh do you how do you remember how argus did in a show with that many comics that are were you know actually good and uh back in those days yeah
3: argus Argus has always been killer
2: yeah argus has always been strong
0: the california i guess he's from oklahoma so there's it's okay
2: yeah no he always connected He, he, he always connected he was a charmer yeah argus had that real you know he had a real uh Midwest charm about him. And besides being really bright, he's a smart guy. What
1: yeah. happens is now they, like when he goes on now, some people think, oh, he's dated, he's this, he's his style. Oh, he's style. never changed his style, no. which is what these guys come in now and Now he see. looks like a newspaper reporter right. to you. It's, probably. That's how it feels. Right. Yeah. So but it's like, but back, he's still great. He's still great. Back in those days, clever. you got to
2: realize age gives you a different kind of energy, too. Right. And back in those he days, was young, which was his, yeah, late, his late, 20s, late 20s, right. he was in the middle of his, you know, starting his prime. Right. Wasn't
1: he up for like, or supposed to like replace Johnny Carson? Not replace, uh, but he was I in the running. I don't know about that,
2: but I know that, uh, I know that he was always being considered. Right. He, he was in the running, is what I mean. Those guys, you know, they, the school that had just they left, loved them. which was your Lettermans and Leno's, those guys had just left when I was coming in. Okay. Yeah. So those guys that had been groomed for four or five years here are now moving on. Right. So when I, I saw them, but they're they're they had already moved on. That so a, the new you know, the Argus and everybody else stepped up. The new right. school was the juniors stepped up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I walked in on that and that was my next four years of doormanning was my college years. And, that,
0: and so you showed up with Sam and then who, what other comics were the guys like Argus obviously was around like who was, who was here? Who's the at comedy the store, store crew at the
2: time. Uh, well Robin Williams was coming in wow so this is right off what a year after Mork and Mindy okay so Damn. and then you got the Wayans uh, brothers that were Damon just, and Keenan. yeah, yeah. just starting to just starting to uh, make a name for themselves and be looked at uh, I think 82 uh, Kerry came in here Jim Carrey Okay. Uh, at 18, first guy I ever saw get standing ovations every single night for a year. Amazing. He came in with man- management and the best impressions besides Dice that I'd ever seen. But okay. Dice, I forgot. Oh, Dice, Dice was did impressions. growing. Dice yeah. was growing. But Dice at the time was like the best impressionist here.
0: He wasn't and Dice
3: yet. He no, was no. crazy? Andrew. Yeah. yeah.
2: And uh, and we, me and Sam, would get in a car late at night and drive over to Westwood on our nights off when we weren't working as doorman here. We got jobs day one here yeah because we were, the day we drove up here ran into argus in the parking lot and he goes the houston boys oh what nice are you guys doing here we go so did he get out here his... and he goes you probably need work yep and he goes all right i'll make my calls tomorrow and i think two days later we started here wow oh my god that's awesome
1: in. what was that like in the 80s it wasn't the boom yet right or no, no? it wasn't the boom yeah yet. so was it busy so, or yeah
2: the store was busy it was easy to get to the club okay uh we lived over at the barham oakwood garden apartments And it got to the point where I think we made a hundred bucks a piece a week, but sometimes you know you find yourself by Thursday or Friday broke and we'd walk here. So that's a little over two hours to walk here. So in the first four months here, (laughs) the first four months here, I went from 180 to 150 and Sam went from 240 to 200 pounds. Holy I remember that because so, yeah. we used to weigh ourselves because we were going. Yeah. Hey, we really couldn't wait. Healthy and for him. Starving. It yeah. sounds
0: like you're going like, <laughs> yeah. full yeah. skinny skeleton stuff. Sick. Yeah,
2: yeah I oh. started running. Started drinking lots of water. and Then I found other ways to, uh, you know, uh, help my immune system and all those other things by eating uh, plankton. And I was raised in Japan, so I knew about a lot about. Uh, what happened? You were raised in Japan. Uh, yeah, my dad was Air Force. Oh, so yeah. I, I got so,
1: nervous. I'm like, Carl, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have yeah. to no ask you to idea. leave. So, I'm gonna ask you to leave. Right now.
2: Japanese so I like <laughs> treats and things like that that would give me energy. Oh, okay. So, so you know, cause you it. didn't have any money, but we'd walk home and go to that uh, Ralph's on Sunset. Rock and Roll Rock Ralphs, Ralph's, yeah. And this is before they put in the metal detectors when you steal food. And we'd go <laughs> and we'd have four or five dollars. And he, uh, Kevin, uh, Sam's younger brother, Kevin would buy the meat, and me and Sam would s- steal. Nice. Or, or he'd buy the spaghetti, which was a dollar. Oh, right. And we'd steal the meat. So we'd go. stuff, you know, hamburger pants yeah. and all that other stuff. And you just kind of walk out and wait for Kevin to buy the one little box of spaghetti. <laughs> I always
1: think of you as burger in your pants. <laughs> backin'. Just
2: backing. Yeah. This is the 80s, so you know, a lot of baggy pants were in. So, so <laughs> it it wouldn't work
0: that. with today's uh, millennial to hipster. Yeah. Too, legit, too legit to steal.
3: <laughs>
1: That's true with the hipsters today. You would yeah. see it. it. would be like. Oh, Their skinny I'm sorry. jeans.
0: It'd be a yeah.
2: perfect. Sir, is that certs? <laughs> is that certs in your pocket? <laughs> yeah, you get busted for the smallest stuff now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you happy to see me? Is that certs? In your... <laughs> your pathetic manhood. Yeah, right. There's only two possibilities here.
3: Yeah.
1: So, oh, wait, now you guys created a thing, work in the door. I don't know you i don't know if you started it or if it was already started but then it wasn't
2: started okay. and uh, we we just thought of legend it legend well, has it yeah leg, this is our legend that i've heard and and there's a million of them and this one happens to be true uh. <laughs> uh, which was we were working the door and it was we were uh, we doing the main room so we'd switch back and forth original or main sure and uh prior started working out and nice. It was one of those things where you know we'd never worked a packed house like this before, and after about the fourth or fifth time, you had to hold a group and then one of us would walk them down to the front and then come back. And it just hit me one night, and I went over to a waitress. I said, "Can I borrow five bucks for ten minutes?" She handed me five bucks, and I went over to Sam in front of the group of four he was holding, and I said, uh, "Hey, here's your half of the tip they just gave us," and he went. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Put it in his pocket right in front of him. Smart. And then they go, we want to sit up front. And he goes, oh, okay. Because they all want to sit up front for prior. Sure, yeah. So he'd walk them, and then they'd, they'd give him 10. and Or they'd give him 20, and so forth. To <gasps> so where you could, you know, we can make 100 a, a bucks. We made a couple hundred bucks. Every once in a while, you get the $100 bill, too. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, that's awesome. Because I, I was working that system in the early 2000s with the door guys here. Oh. I, I didn't realize it was... Oh, I didn't yeah. realize that it was you guys who created now, it now
2: whether or not it was done before who knows I mean I, I'd never heard of it no. and it was just you know a the way of surviving the store was too new it's only yeah. It's yeah. eight years old at that point mm. point, so. and it was also you know that was the start of the main room selling out consistently right, right. I think you know. she
1: didn't get the main room till later she bought yeah. it I think 76-ish yeah
2: it used to be Art LeBeau right Art LeBeau that's it I always forget his was, name he was a huge DJ in the 60s mm-hmm. very very popular and when I was 18. I was in an acting class and my teacher said, because you drive so far to do this class, you can never study with the other actors to memorize your scenes. So why don't you just create your own thing by yourself and do a solo in front of the class? Well, I did that for months and then he took me aside one night and said, I'm thinking you might want to be a comedian too. Cause you really have a, a way with a story. And I went, okay, well, I'll, I'll check it out. But it wasn't an interest of mine. I just, I watched stand up with my dad and listened to albums my whole life, but it wasn't an interest yet. And I decided to go to the comedy store one night on my way home from my acting class. And I came up and Harris Pete was the doorman. Well, Naturally. I didn't know him later. But wow. Harris Pete was Pete was the doorman. I walked up. He goes, ID. You know, I never looked at <laughs> you. ID. <laughs> it's it's same and, uh, same and, experience well, that I had. I, so. I pulled my ID out. And I was only 18, but I was balding. And so I always got into clubs because I went out with some of the actors in my acting class and never got carded. So uh, I handed my ID and he goes, oh, come on in. He gave me the O. And I went, huh, why did I get a O? So anyway, I got set in the back and I got to see Robin Williams and I could see a bunch of these guys work out. But Robin was the one that stunned me because he was a big team star at the time. And his improvisational skills were just phenomenal and the energy brought. And I just loved it. So uh, I came back the following week, same thing. Hey, how are you doing? Like he knew me. Oh, (laughs) wow. And on the third week I came. Somebody else was working the door, and asked for anything. He goes, ah, you're not old enough. Hey, your name's almost like the guy next door who owns the building next door, but you have a V in yours. <laughs> and, and, and Harris just... I mean, oh, Harris he thought you were... He thought I was the son of Art LeBeau. Yes. And many years later, I met Art, and we became really, really close. He wanted to yeah, he was a cool me. guy. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Yeah. <laughs>
3: That's <laughs> Made so funny.
1: The <laughs> I, for a minute, I was thinking Harris couldn't add... And I was like, yeah, no, very excited just about that. Name. He the yeah. <laughs> name.
0: He was so, he didn't care how old you, you were. I watched were, him yeah. try to tell uh, Jeff Garland that he couldn't come in. <laughs> and Garland was like, what are you talking about? He's like, no, you got to go up front. He's like, P- my name's on the marquee and he was like i don't know who you are we're all like he's the biggest name on the lineup tonight harris i've never heard of him (laughs) he's like all right very angry
2: if you weren't a store guy you weren't his guy and 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 that was it i think the biggest day is the day you got in with him oh absolutely and you got accepted and he said something funny to you or he responded to you like a human Yeah. yeah that was a big day it's like that teacher that treated you rough till you got it, and then right. then they respected you after that. Same way with him. So yeah. it was just a rapid passage. I was gonna say
0: I, n- I never got the full respect. I had one day where I, I was talking about a show he did voices on, uh-huh. oh Ren and uh, the Stimpy, Ren and Stimpy, yeah. and yeah. then for a solid hour I felt like, wow, this is amazing. Harris, Pete, and I are, are bonding. And then the next day it was back to like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Go work the back door. Don't bother me.
3: All right.
1: Yeah. He just Dice just let him uh open or host whatever yes. and Dice said that the intros that he gave him cuz Harris was great at stuff like yes. that yeah. the intros that Andrew said they were so good But they were so they were kind of uncomfortable because you'd be like, "This guy was left for dead by (laughs) business. What? What, Wait, what? Like Andrew was like, "I don't know." Uh, uh, Don't uh, tell (laughs) me left for dead part. (laughs) It's just in the background. No, no, no. But yeah, Andrew said then it would build to a ridiculous climax.
2: But
0: it's like you can't open with left for dead.
2: (laughs) Well, back then you had so many characters here too. Well, I'm sure you do too now. I don't know them, you know. Yeah, uh, but it's a different school now. But back then, it was you know you had Lou Deck in the oh yeah the Lou office Deck he back. was here the other night he had, yeah had him back in the office back there and he always had something going on underneath the staircase which is now the VIP bar oh, yeah. but back there he had his taped offices and he would tape shows and he had his coke and he had his little private parties and yeah. he had his stuff you know That's all right. that going on there uh, and then you had that whole crew of doormen and waitresses were all friends and all um, you know all the same age right you know what I mean. Working, uh, working work in the this place here and in the main room started to really pop and then you got to meet all the improv actors and all the imp- we had improv she had her there's an monday improv night. team or troupe yeah. right yeah every yeah. monday or something yeah. that was her which thing which led me into my first uh ghost stories which was the main room
1: really like from you got stories from the main room
2: yeah because uh eventually i think 2 years in she made me she gave me the keys to the club to lock up at night Wow. And so... And now
1: you're not a paid regular at this point. You're just a no, working
2: here. I'm working here, but she likes me. Right. And um, and I get to perform every once in a while. So I'm not concerned about that because I'm... I'm I you're realized, amongst... I realized I was a big fish in a small pond and I came out here. And to see the quality that I was seeing every night and to learn from even the worst sets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Absolutely. There's gold in everything. Absolutely. You know? And these were just such great lessons. And, um, a lot so, of,
0: uh, yeah, I don't think a lot of comics realize how, how much you can learn about what not to do yeah, from watching sure? bad comics as well as watching great comics
3: crush. Mm-hmm.
2: And the guys that used to get up and just dig a hole on yeah. purpose, oh. just dig a hole and then spend the next 12 minutes getting out of the hole. And it was like watching Houdini work. It's like, wow,
3: <laughs> yeah, that's yeah.
2: great. That's great that they did that exercise that night. And then the next night came in and did their killer set. Crushed it. And yeah. And the next night, you know what I mean? Like they yeah. were, Constantly flipping and learning, and and even at their level, which challenging is just themselves, to get TV shows and yeah, wow. and those kind of spots, yeah, or, or to see someone work out for the Tonight Show and watch them do a Carson set, mm-hmm. you know, and see that build over a couple of weeks, yeah, uh, the, the discarding of stuff that didn't work or didn't have the voice, right, for the uh, seven minutes back then that yeah. they wanted to, you know, that they were going for, and to watch that get. Torn apart, rearranged, and then by time showtime happens to be killer. Yeah, Yeah. it was just ready to go. Yeah. And and to see Pryor come in and do the same thing and work on his Tonight Show and then come back months later and then work on a brand new hour special and watch that. Develop over the course of months, and not to mention all the other guys that were just starting to make names for themselves. Yeah, the Jimmy Brogans. To watch him come in, oh
3: yeah,
2: one of the best ever with crowd. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he's great. To watch him ingratiate after seeing such L.A. style comedy, and then this guy with that, you know, his voice and oh, so so where you from? Yeah,
3: Yeah. (laughs) what what do you do? What do you do? Where you from? Yeah, yeah. and (laughs) then just
2: to watch that develop. Into yeah. the best laughs you've ever seen in your life, and and, and then Belzer to watch Belzer, Belzer come yeah. in and just you know berate and to <laughs> over and smash him in the face with the attitude. It wasn't the language; it was attitude. Yeah, he was nothing but attitude. You know, he was like a rock star doing stand up. Right. So as a young pup, man, just to watch these guys, yeah. and and stand in the back and and go get him something to drink, and then instead of walking off, stand there and not say anything. And just listen to the conversations. That's how you get to stay. Yeah. Yeah. If you have something, if you're going to add something, then they get to stop and stare and go, "Who the fuck are you? Yeah. You haven't lived. You haven't lived life. (laughs) You don't know. Yeah. (laughs) You know. So to stand right there, be quiet, and and, take it in. Yeah. 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 And eventually, then they get to see you every night and they trust you and they know you and then you're in. Right. You get to be a part of that. That's another. That's like listening to the professors talk every night. Sure so it was so now you
1: have the keys to the store Uh, and keys to the kingdom if you will clark
2: was just quitting uh his doorman responsibilities he'd been a doorman for years so he was starting to get enough spots he was starting to move up his ladder and so that was something he wasn't no longer going to do so it came to me and kenison got to be these guys that would you know lock down doors (laughs) they were in charge right we were in charge but we weren't the guys that were troublemakers yet uh, got we, we it we kind of we weren't heavy into anything we were just freshmen
0: troublemakers yes. at this no point. but
2: we we've
1: yeah. worked here and we know if somebody handed us the keys there mm. would be a problem mm. uh, yes especially <laughs> when
0: i worked here I, I might have indulged in things at that time it would have been a,
3: a well,
2: it would have been late night parties well, for told sure. me a story once when we were, we got to know him and somebody said something about ghosts in the building and i had felt some stuff sam had felt some stuff um Freddie Asparagus. Oh, yeah. He had mentioned something about seeing something in the hallway one night. So those rumors and those kind of things were around. So I guess one night we were all hanging out, and Blake had given us like a run-through of how you close this building up and how you chain the back door before you leave and blah, right. blah, blah. And uh, and we said something like, have you ever seen any ghosts here? And he just stopped. And he, and he goes, let me first tell you, you know, I was in Vietnam, and I was in charge of my platoon. I was a platoon leader. And we got stuck in a situation where we were chased by the Viet Cong. And we had to climb a mountain while they stayed low and shot at us. So we're trying to climb up inside these crevices of a mountain to stay away from the bullets that were flying at us. And I've got men. We finally get to the top of this. Then they start climbing up. And we're throwing grenades down. We're doing everything I can to get out. And then the helicopter came in. So I've called the helicopter, the helicopter's on top of us, and they start firing at the helicopter, and the helicopter said, sorry, i got to go. And Blake pulled out his machine gun and said, I'll blow you out of the sky unless you save my men now, and the ladder dropped. And he shot down while his guys climbed up the ladder and got in the helicopter, and he grabbed to the ladder, and they took off and got out of there. He saved everyone's life, and that's the kind of man Comedian Blake Clark. Okay, yeah.
0: Okay. That's a little more impressive than a lot of the guys we have now.
2: So now he's handing me a set of keys and I say, Have you ever seen a ghost? And he stops. And I can see the hair on his body stand up. And he goes, Yeah. I uh not too long ago was closing this place up and I was in the main room. Oh, and I mean, he was starting to stretch oh, his God. arms out. I'm right? creaked. And he goes and all the lights sh- shut off. Fucker. <laughs> and this ice cold thing went through me and I felt it go through my chest and out my back. And I turned around by the doorway in the main room. I turned around and this thing appeared in white and out of this white ghostly shadow, the top of it formed a face that went like this. Yeah. And when it made this particular face, I have never felt more fear in my life. And I sprinted down that hallway and ran out the door without shutting it, ran out the door and turned the corner. Going towards sunset, and when I got to the corner, this thing floated out and stood there and smiled at me. Shut up.
0: So creepy. And
2: he goes, and I had to call somebody to come back an hour later and help me go shut that door and chain it because I wouldn't go back. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, who would? (laughs) So we're standing there, and I'm shivering from that man telling me that story because I knew who he was. Yeah. It scared the shit out of him. So. That was the start of many ghost stories, but that was the first one that I had ever heard from someone I looked up to, someone that I knew was a man's man, <laughs> right? And it scared the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, oh my God! So, do you, have you had you have had ghost encounters here? Because I've had yeah. the cold thing, but yeah. I've never seen yeah. anything. Yeah.
2: Uh, one night uh, we were working the main room, and it was. Freddie asparagus, myself—you got to realize all of us. We survived together. So there's like four or five of us, and we would stay at people's apartments, and we'd go over to party. But then we would stay in their living room that night. Right. It was place to <laughs> sleep for five hours. Yeah. So we were always the people that stayed too long. You know, yeah. Like that sure. all Saturday night big. guys, yeah. you have to go. The guy who wouldn't leave. <laughs> yeah. We were those people, and uh, so one night we were working in the main room doing something. And Kevin and I—Kevin's Kennison was Sam's younger brother. We were really the best friends for a long time. We were same age. And uh, one night we came around a corner while we were, the show was ending, people were walking out and I think somebody had just given us like a half a gram. We were trying to find a place to do a line
3: Mm -hmm.
2: and we came around a corner and Straight upstairs above us is where they store. You know, when you first go into the main room and you turn left on the left hand side of the main room, as you go into those doors that then take you to the right and go, you go back into the dressing rooms. Yeah, yeah. the stairs there's, up to so the catwalk the, area. You're right where that area is where the outside door is and right. then the staircase that goes up behind yeah. you to the catwalk. Well, there's a room on the very top right yeah. there, and that's where they used to store all the chairs.
0: Yeah, they still have it's just a bunch of stuff stuffed okay. in that room so still. Back so, yeah, it's full of chairs. Yeah.
2: And uh, we, we, we turned the corner and there were some people coming out of the main room, uh, backstage area. So we kind of let a minute float by. And he goes, he goes, I think I saw a ghost a while ago. Kevin says this to me. And I go, really? And he goes, yeah. And as soon as he gets that out of his mouth, all the chairs upstairs on the top of us go. Shut it. That that. Start bouncing <laughs> up and down on the floor. And there's hundreds of chairs in there. Yeah. I mean, And that's- they're all bouncing. <laughs> and he and I, I've never ran so fast in my life. It was, it, we sprinted out of there. It, like, it just hit us. And then we told everybody. Oh, of course. So we told everybody what was going on. So we came back in. Now, Sam, you know, was a minister. Sam claims oh, right. that he had been involved in uh, meeting somebody that uh, was possessed. Um, so like an exorcism? I, or? We, well, he, he, his form of it, because of their religion, there is no exorcism. It's more like talking it out or whatever. But he he had, he had some experiences, so he comes in and and uh, he says something on the stage one night. And there's a bunch of us hanging out, and he says something like. Uh, did you enjoy the, enjoy the show tonight? Did you like the music? Because there was a theme show in that room. I think it was a ten year anniversary of the Comedy Store. Okay. And they had like fifties bands in there, and they had oh, sure, had, that you, was made Buddy, God, think, but, uh, Buddy, Buddy Rich. Buddy, Buddy Rich, Rich was there yep. that night, and, uh, she and so had it, this was at the end of that night, and we were dormant for that show. And so this is really late now. We're closing up. Waitress is already taking all the dishes and, th- and glasses out, and it's just the guys hanging out. We got the keys. Yeah. yeah. And it's we have nothing got to for. but a place to that stay. Moment, yeah, yeah, yeah. We even slept in here sometimes.
0: Yeah, it's so better than someone else's living room floor, so <laughs> might as well be
2: there. And plus, we got all, all those people there with us, so we're all right. hanging out. And uh, back then, you could just knock out the bar, and nobody would know about it. You know, you go in there, get all the beer, and do whatever. Yeah. So we're just, you know, but we weren't addicts yet. We were just, you know, learning on it. Learning. All Baby uh, steps. Yes. And uh, <laughs> Sam gets on the stage, and he looks up, and there's no one in the building. There's only us five. And we've been there for an hour since everybody left. And he looks up at that spotlight. The light booth. The light booth in the main room. And he he just looks up and he goes, I know there's a ghost in here. Did you like the show tonight? Did you like the music? I think you're attracted to music. Nothing? Are you a lost spirit? Boom! The lights go out. You. I mean, it just goes out. Now we're all in darkness. (laughs) Then... (laughs) Then the spotlight, because all the lights were on, then the spotlight itself comes on on Sam. So we are like, holy shit, get let's get the fuck (laughs) out of
3: here.
2: Panic of like, there's no one here. There's no one working the booth. Yeah. And Sam started to walk off the stage and the light bent and followed him.
1: Like the beam came
2: (laughs) down and bent, and I was standing next to Freddie Asparagus, who's a big man. Yeah. And he's shaking. He's shaking. Shut up. And I said, Freddie, we got to get the look out of you. The <laughs> light's bending. And then that light went off and the room was frozen. And we got on the floor and crawled. The army crawling. To that. Army crawled to the main room door and pushed that door open. And when we did, that ice cold came right through us and down the hall. And we we all went outside for a while. Yeah. <laughs> you think? Yeah, we got out of the <laughs> I'd be screaming gonna, yeah, in Sunset yeah. Boulevard. And so that uh, made me so afraid, it pissed me off. So I came back in here. I was working one afternoon. I I, I think I came to pick up a check. And um, I came down here, and there was a lot of people that had some horrible stories. I think Blake Clark, again, had a story Uh, where he was standing out talking to somebody late at night. And this used to be fenced. It had a metal gate.
0: Yeah, Yeah, they just changed it like six or seven years ago. Okay. Because that's what it was when I worked here too. So so. the
2: doors were open, but the metal gate was locked. And uh, he was telling somebody about a ghost story. And the metal gate started bending toward him. No wind, no noise, just that all opened up.
0: And this is like the accordion style yes. metal gate, yeah, yeah, yeah. So
2: it started, yeah, going toward him. So again, you know, another story of him being frozen. So I thought that if there was something in this building, it played around the building, but it was from here, from the basement, from the basement. where it's coldest. I've heard people say that, yeah, because I heard so many waitresses tell me stories like, "Oh, I had to get something. And I won't go down there." And this is where they stored all the memories. Yeah. So I still remember is. all the stuff where they had... Zero, all the zero stuff. Zeros yeah. And all those moments were here. And I uh, you know, brought my guitar down here one day. And I sat in this room and I wanted to face my fear. Which is if there was a ghost here and music was what it was. But that's the they catalyst. Do say so mm-hmm. I thought of a uh, a song that was right for the me and the ghost to meet on. And after that, I never was afraid of it again. And I never had a, a, a moment where anything frightened me after that. With wow.
0: Ghost. And that was just a decision where you're like, you know what? I'm I, tired I, of being scared, here scared so of this. Much. Yeah,
2: I worked here so much and I had to face it every night. And I was tired of being frightened by it. So I came in here and, and said, if you're here or whatever's going to happen, happen, but my name's Carl and I guess you can't move on uh so i'll sing to you i'll i'll be your friend i'll whatever that moment That's what was i do. I befriend them yeah. yeah so i just did that and after that i never had a problem uh, but did with, you see anything
1: spirit. while you were singing or whatever nothing no I, I the cold
2: even i felt i felt the cold through the middle of the song and uh when i was over I didn't have any fear in me. Like, it said, you're okay. Or whatever that...
0: Gave you the feeling.
2: Yeah. Moment at my 22-year-old life was about. Right, right. But wow. to me, it was more of conquering the fear. Was I creating a lot of these things because I was so afraid? Did I see these things because I was so frightened? So that's what made me mad. I wanted to face right. that and not be afraid of it. So that was my...
0: The, the cult thing is so weird in this building because... You know, I had heard from watching different TV uh, documentaries and stuff that that's something that's associated with spirits or whatever it is. And, uh, like, I've never seen a ghost, but I've had multiple experiences here where, like, someone was walking towards us and we all, like, a whole group all look over and there's nothing there. And it's like there's a hundred percent something we just all saw yeah. somebody. Yeah. From everybody the- yeah saw peripheral vision and uh-huh. you heard it and uh-huh. and then there's a time when me and a guy i worked with named mark hatchell were in the main room and back then the air condition in the main room was awful and right. it would just be boiling hot all the time mm-hmm. and it was the end of the night but it was probably it was either fall or spring but somewhere it definitely wasn't cold outside and uh it got so cold when we were turning the power off that you could see your breath. Mm-hmm. And Shit. I just remember being like, wait, that's, that's not right. Like I, I mean, all the comics an hour ago were like, Oh, it's so hot up yeah. there. I'm sweating. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we got to fix this air conditioner. Yeah.
2: And room's huge. There's no way can ever get that cold. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: And so, I mean, it's just like, wait, so what it's, it's, 30 degrees yeah. suddenly in this room. Yeah. And then just being like, we we just got to go. <laughs> and just telling the manager like, yeah, we, we, we think we turned everything off. Double check if you want. And just.
2: Well, somebody, I think Blake Clark said that one night he was, work, he was closing up the main room months later and he just did the main room at that point. And Sam was starting to make a name for himself. And we did the late nights here. We did the last spots here in the, right. in the original. And uh, he was near the door that connected the two rooms at the time. Now there's a bathroom. It was then too, but the hall was open to each other. And he heard a voice behind him go, he's going on. He's on. He's
3: going on.
2: And he goes, and the chills ran up his body. And so he later told Sam that they were, the ghosts were talking about him from the other room. And that's when Sam confronted the room. uh, Not long after that. And after that, and he did a whole thing from the stage where you know I know you're you're having problems going on, but this isn't your world, and this is our world, and no one's afraid of you anymore, and this isn't the right place for you to be, and did like his form of a release, right? Right. right. And we never had any any ghost stories after that.
1: What? wow sam kicked out no shit <laughs> be hilarious yeah
2: he was
3: out but he was the one getting kicked. <laughs> out. he was the
0: spiritual you your band from
3: the club yeah. ghost <laughs> you take two, two months of top. <laughs> exactly <Yeah.
1: laughs>
2: i Wait, think i got kicked out five or six times a million times right yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: that's how it was like people get nervous but we always talk about that how when she was here she would if she saw you she didn't like you whatever it was something yeah. happened she could kick you out for yeah. like months at a clip but now when did you showcase for
2: her uh, months in of course I wasn't ready oh you, okay yeah months in Did she
1: get yeah. pissed or was it okay uh,
2: she wasn't she mad let, she let gave you keep me your job yeah she gave me constructive criticism
1: well sometimes she would showcase people on the door and then if she didn't like what was happening whatever with their stand-up like maybe yeah. they weren't learning they weren't uh-huh. she
2: would get rid of them oh yeah well no I, I no her so thing you with got me lucky. Was, Good. yeah her thing was uh you know just keep doing it you know, are okay. just not get enough spots you know and, right and then I would get an extra spot. So that's how she rewarded me. Oh, okay. So she knew yeah. I was learning, but I, you know, and I built up. And then it got to the point where when people would cancel or were stuck in traffic or whatever, then she'd throw it to me or she'd throw it to Sam. Right. It'd be, we became the, the go-to guys. guys. Yeah. Yeah. We became the go-to guys. We were the first two guys that were allowed spots when someone canceled. So that was, you know, 82, 83 okay. time period. Wow. So after about two years. Uh, but, you know, I got mad one night because I wouldn't get enough spots, and I got drunk and went outside and threw a beer bottle at her window, and it, and I smashed <gasps> her window. and The car? that Upstairs. Oh, oh, her office, or her office party, window. You know, and I didn't mean to. I just meant to throw the beer bottle and smash it against the wall. Right. But I had all these comics out here. and go, she didn't care. She didn't do <laughs> <threw> it. Smash. <laughs> and so I knew right then. I go, well, there goes two months of my life. And sure enough. <laughs> get or, out or, 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 she uh, she told me or louie anderson yeah it's or, same, or voice, same voice yeah. taught, yeah. <laughs> same somebody impression. one of those voices told me
0: <laughs> i uh that's uh, great the only time i've ever been in mitzi's office uh she was still kind of coming around and this is probably 2002 or three something like that and uh she was sitting up in her office, and at that point, I had started uh, getting drunk and walking around as uh, drunk Argus, mm. and so I would just walk around and act like I was Argus Hamilton circa like 84, and so everything I said was just from that era, and Don Barris always thought it was really funny, so one night, Eleanor and Don uh, were talking, and Don was like, Eleanor said something about Mitzi being here, and Don was like, oh, I'm sure she wants to see Argus. <laughs> And so he took me up there, and I'm just like, oh. She had already Uh-oh. passed me on, like, a fluke chance, So right. I'm like, well, you know, she l- probably likes me. Right. So Don's like, oh, Mitzi, Argus wanted to say something to you. And I walked Aww. in and started rambling about yeah. God knows what. And, right. Well, Charlie Hill just told me. And, and <laughs> Mitzi just looks at me. She doesn't say a word. Right. And I, I keep doing it. And then after, like, 45 seconds, I'm like, I'm bombing bad at this <laughs> Argus Hamilton impression. <laughs> and so I just kind of stop. And then she just looks at me, and she goes, that's nice. Go away. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, all right. And the daughter's like, oh, I hope you're not in trouble. I apologize. And I'm like, Yeah, it seemed yeah, we funny. We were dying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Until she was looking at me like, I don't know what is going on. Yeah, right. I don't know who this guy the is.
2: Yeah,
0: So, but yeah, it, it's a, that's a creepy room too. I remember being creeped oh, out because we saw the lights on one mm-hmm. night. It's like three in the morning. We're all sitting around smoking pot and someone was like, what room is that? And we we're all like, I don't know. And then Don came back. We're like, Don, what room is that? And he's like, that's Mitzi's office. And there's like, why is the light on? We're all like, I, I, I don't know.
2: Somebody go turn it off. I'm yeah. Not going up yeah. There.
0: yeah. Screw that.
2: I she used to yell at them. She
1: used to yell at the ghost. She'd be yeah. like, stop it. And I'd come in. I'd be like, who? Are you you know, yeah. thinking I did something. Yeah. She'd be like, no, they're making the thing switch on and off. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, it was her music or something, her right. little radio. Drive and I was nuts. like, yeah. Oh, yeah, stop it. Like, it's not a kid. It's a, it's a ghost. Well, like, she, she had the, the like power. A building, yeah, yes, you're right, knew. you're right. <laughs> don't do that. Take her ghost
2: shit
1: <laughs> and take it down to the hall. <laughs> I would like, I'd like, oh my God. I only had, um with Todd Lemish, we took uh, his dog. He had Bark Dog at the time. I don't even know if you worked. You worked with Todd, right? I yeah. Okay, so... Bark Dog? He had his dog. That was his dog. His dog's name was Bark, Bark Dog. Okay. So I was watching Bark Dog while he was on here uh, on the original room stage. I, I had to go to the bathroom. I always use the main room bathroom because people peek in the original room one. So uh, I needed some privacy. So I took the dog to the main room bathroom. We go in the bathroom. The dog freaks out. It's freezing in the bathroom. And the dog freaks out. And runs out all the way down Sunset. I'm chasing the dog. Todd's like, "Where are you going with the dog?" I'm like, "I can't stop the dog. Like, it freaked yeah. out. I didn't see anything. I uh-huh. felt the coldness, the but the dog
2: lost it. Uh-huh.
1: And ever since then, Todd had trouble bringing poor bark dog back in here.
2: Wow. Yeah. So they sent he sent something. Sent
1: I mean, something.
3: But dogs better than me.
2: This was it was a big deal till I think '94.
1: To, yeah I always Mitzi just told me to be nice to them even uh, though she yelled at them but it, she says one of them was named Gus
2: I don't know oh everybody knew Gus
3: yeah Gus okay so I,
1: oh Gus oh Gussie he used to feel me up Gus Ghostenstein. <laughs> Gus
3: Gosserstein <laughs> yeah. <swear>. Hollywood ghost <laughs> legend <laughs>
0: had all the connections in the he, ghost world
1: he was the president of Hollywood that's so why I'm not working uh-huh. he ghosted me <laughs> fucker uh, okay so what year did you get past like how long did it take from uh, when you got here,
2: three years, I think. Okay. Yeah, and you know. Do you remember and, your showcase? The one where I got passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it seemed like it was like a couple weeks later. I like I didn't get passed that night. It was just like a phone call out of somewhere. Ah. Yeah, that's what made it different. It wasn't like I showcased. You got I, off stage. I showcased, and-, and then I then I had to go to Westwood to do a spot too. Okay, yeah. kind of vibe, you know, where I had to go over there and manage. I think I was managing there there at the time, so it was like a showcased here, and then I ran over there. So I didn't even care about what she said at the point at that time,
0: right? Got and it. And
2: then I think it was a couple of days later. That's what it was. Where so uh, Mitzi uh, made you a regular.
0: Uh, wow. Could you? could only regulars perform at Westwood or was it the door guys you managed there which is
2: amazing I've heard great stories about Westwood well that was a blast
0: that's Argus said that was the fun house
2: well no it was the fun house but you're right next to UCLA so at the time it was all lots of college
0: chicks exactly yeah
1: oh
2: all right <laughs> college guys too oh good thanks you. thanks thanks for helping out
1: <laughs> good save yeah eleanor felt left out yeah. for a second <laughs> no okay but i hear like crazy stories about how you guys basically just had run of that place
2: yeah well we had the keys to that place also right so it was <laughs> yeah sam uh, would cook and you right or... no 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 no. we would make sandwiches there but it wasn't until oh, paulie what... came in where paulie started up cooking there there you go that something that we you know befriended a 12 year old that would <laughs> us, that would make us food right you know? right because he was a jaded 12 year old right. right
1: i just remember food like you could get good food and you yeah. had the best sets and fun like you guys would yeah. play with each other a yeah. lot improvise yeah. there was somebody who used to fight was that you was that joey Gaynor
2: and freddie freddie yes. okay yes yes yeah and uh, they pretend to be wrestlers yes whole sketch oh Crazy stories tonight out I'm part. gonna bring on the best wrestler. This guy's gonna be taking on Bob Ellis this Wednesday night the Civic Auditorium. Teller. This guy's the best there is. Bring him up, Angel Toro. And then, and Freddie weighed like three hundred fifty pounds. He go walk through, and he had his bandana, on and he, he was a Mexican guy anyway. But he had this look, and he had his mouth. And just stare in the and, hey! and he just stared at the audience. He just stared at the audience. He yelled at them as he walked by, and he'd get on stage. He goes, "You're taking on Bob Ellis this week. What are you gonna do when you get a hold of him?" And Freddie would look in the mic and go, "This week I'm going to do something." Did you hear that? He's going to do something.
3: <laughs> He's got- <laughs> It would just go on and on. I mean, they would yeah. tell great stories like
2: you guys are ha- <laughs> how are you training? My manager let me live in a a trailer behind a house. <laughs> <laughs> You're living in a trailer. <laughs> I have to walk so in a trailer so to to the hitchhike to get it. Over. I'm losing the weight. You're losing weight by hitchhiking and walking. <laughs> And it was just you know uh, improvised. Yeah. Uh, but it was one guy who had the energy, and the other guy was the dumb wrestler right, guy. Right. Right. Oh, so the spelling bee, uh, all those uh, things that they did that were just classic bits. And guess <laughs> see, I'm not a stand up comic. I'm a I'm an actor who does scene work. You know, killer I'm, stories I'm an, though. Killer I'm an, stories. I'm a, a, an improvisational momenteer. That's what I call myself. Okay. I always knew it. I always loved it. And then there's guys that come in and just do pure stand up, yeah. where it's the joke that is so powerful. Yeah. And I wasn't from that school. I was just an, I was a momenteer. I made stuff up. Class clown slash high energy. Yeah, yeah. And that. Yeah.
0: Thing. I can relate. And, I can and then relate. I met my
2: group of guys like the Freddie Asparaguses who were trained actors. And he used to have an acting class. I just remembered on Monday nights. Uh, who was in uh, his acting partner? They both taught and he's.
1: Oh, uh, great. Uh, uh, Garcia. Andy, Andy Garcia. Andy Garcia and him had they an used acting to do a class show class the main, Monday nights. That's crazy. Yeah. That's a big. They had an
2: acting class you could take. <laughs> He,
1: yeah that's awesome he came here all the time because Freddie used to do something in the belly room on either monday or tuesday nights i yes. forget and he would come and i'd be like oh my god santa garcia like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. just waiting tables like oh, shit, just be yeah. quiet <laughs> and then Freddie would do his heckle and play with me while i was in i always got to banter with him i loved Freddie. he uh, made me yeah. laugh so yeah. hard yeah, yeah. i love when they would play with the waitresses, because then that would make me feel like I was part You're of the part show. You're part of it, yeah. Though, yeah. yeah. more well, than just to certain comics. carry tradition
2: on, by the way. Uh, yeah. You have so many of these comics that you now do that banter. Now with. yeah, that's what I know I love it's so about. weird. Since I've been back, <laughs> I love it that now you carry that tradition. Yeah. Which we all did too, which yeah. is especially late night when the crowd gets small, it's you a gotta, family thing. Yeah. Everybody it, has here, yeah. They, it has to be inside jokes waitresses. It has to be something where with there's with an energy chow. going on oh, with yeah. the doorman and that's how the doorman get their confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody gets to be a part of that show. And those people, those twelve people walk out going, Wasn't that the greatest last that's two so hours fun.
0: of <laughs> yeah. the
1: night you've ever been a part of? Yeah
0: yeah that's that is definitely part of it that's and
1: true I didn't think of that that uh-huh. would just do it because I they would all do it to me mostly right. Holtzman Freddie Asparagus yes. there was a lot of guys like Ira. you yes. know Tipper it's a sin she has this hand disease right. as I'm handing a drink <laughs> right you know <it's> <laughs> <laughs> shit <laughs> those boils are going right, away right, quick right, right. <laughs> oh. with your with your <laughs> so, donations uh-huh. yeah and I She'll just be cured by just put my hands down year. like that's 12.50 <laughs> yeah, right, <you're> right. <laughs> just get nothing in return yeah. Yeah, but it was that's it's funny. Like it's fun to play with everybody, right? Well, Cuz it was, is a family.
2: Between the club I worked at before I got here for a year and then here, this is when I learned that comedy is not the performer. Comedy, the experience of stand up is the phone call. It's the uh people that take care of you and set up your uh your seats. It's the doorman that walks you to it, it's the ticket girl, it's the first serving of the drink it's the full experience it's 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 everything till you leave that's the experience and that's what clubs don't get you know, yeah. when you go out there and work it, it's like, Oh, I'm in this for money and this these stupid comics better make me money and you work those places too and you can see the difference. Yeah. yeah Crowd absolutely. never comes back. It's you know Yeah, the staff guy. is or, all miserable. Exactly. Yeah. They get treated like shit and mm-hmm. they're not a part of it. They're the outsiders in a club that's there to bring, you know, humor and yeah. make people forget about what a terrible world this is sometimes. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that's yeah. definitely you
0: know? beneficial. I yeah, I always hated when I'd go to clubs and the, the staff basically acted like they were working at Applebee's. And It was just mm-hmm. like this miserable corporate uh. feeling where it's like none of you hang out, none of you do anything. Because my, my real world of comedy was all formed here. Yeah. So it was like this is what I felt like a comedy club should yes, be. me too. And then I would go – when I started going on the road, I was going with Polly, which was miserable. And like you said, a jaded 12-year-old. I'm like, man, he, he's really jaded. perfected that. <laughs> he, spent, he spent his whole life doing this the, the jaded way. Yeah. But it was like I hated when i go to clubs because I was 23, oh, yeah. and I just wanted – people to hang out with and, sure. someone, yeah, to some sure. and, and someone to give me some pot. Teach you about
2: that part of the country yeah. and everything else. Yeah.
0: Show you the cool things there. but yeah. And sometimes it would work and you'd be like, oh, this is fun. It's like, why do I have great memories of Charlotte and Dayton, Ohio? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, because the the crew at Wiley's pushed really hard to get me to do acid with them when i'm uh-huh. like now this is a crew of people good, that like yeah. good people <laughs> yeah good I mean, people
3: down at the, wiley's those guys. are people that like to hang <laughs> yeah
0: and then you go to somewhere else that's supposed to be cooler and it'd be like the worst experience because it's like everyone's there they got they some asshole rest, the rest- right. yeah. Kind of thing. yeah it's like if your club's being run by a restaurant manager and not a comedy club manager you're it's doing fine. it the wrong yeah. way that's right but uh, that's
1: why we went through so many managers here.
2: <laughs> yeah. The search was on. Get right? rid of them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Two guys that lasted an hour.
2: Wow. Yeah. All it takes is one sentence yeah. back to her. Huh? One she didn't like I think eyes. you ought to change. <laughs> Out! <laughs> wow. that was what good. if we did it then? <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>
0: Goodbye. <laughs> Mitzi's banning managers now. I well, think we, we should...
3: Out! <laughs> God, I didn't
2: even get the... <laughs>
0: <laughs> um you you lived at crest hill oh, as yes. well right yeah i, I read some some article i can't maybe I crest hill magazine. Yes. Read <laughs> i read <that>? an article <laughs> in crest hill magazine
3: <laughs> <laughs> the no, best of it was times
1: the, uh, it was there's a guy on facebook and he wrote it i it, can't it think of his be. name but, but he used to hang it. with the little guy that was in the chair uh dougie and dave yeah i, dave I think Learman? so yeah dave that's it dave Lemmer how do you say Learman? it Learman, Learman. <laughs> Dave wrote it it could be yeah
0: and it had a, a story about uh, you were living there and Sam was sleeping there for free and he wasn't supposed to yeah. and Dice we're knocked in you guys the out quarters. and uh, he told on you guys or something well, you were very angry
2: married. Oh, okay yeah I just got married, and there was a rule that you had to be single up there. But Dice had his girlfriend or wife. Yeah, that,
1: that he wouldn't let live there. By the way, they were now, married. Now that's the had connection. A, she would walk down and whisper, "Hey, I'm gonna go back to the. <laughs> 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 I'm going back to the apartment. Yeah, jackasses.
2: But you know, uh, it was a place I had. I think I paid a hundred and 115, it was a beautiful place, yeah. uh, Dollars a month out of the four hundred you made here, so she would just take it out of your check. Okay. And I had the library, which is a good sized room with two sliding doors that shuts it off. From oh, the, yeah. From the living room and the hall and a fireplace. Nice. So I got married and then I moved. I think I was there two or three weeks, but we kept having parties because we just got back from being married. Right. So we had the parties where Robin showed up up there.
3: And
0: right.
2: Prior, we had those Coke nights where we'd sit around that giant table and do blow and, and listen and tell stories all night long. Excuse me. And, um,
0: I think I've heard some and of these. Dice from, got
2: mad because uh, he was, you know, he was. I don't know if he was more focused, but it was. He wasn't loud. partying. Yeah, yeah, it was just loud. Uh, but because we thought everybody was involved, but he wasn't. So anyway, he he told on me. He told he told see. <laughs> so I got called down one day. I heard you got married. So listen, I'm sorry, but you can't stay here. You, know? <laughs> you just you that can't. That sucks. Stay here. I go. Well, I have nowhere to go. She goes. That's not my problem. Yeah, she was always straightforward. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I went back up the hill, and Sam was coming down the hill, and he goes, what was that about? And I said, Fuck you. Fuck fuck everybody. Fuck. And he goes, Oh, wait, 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 wait. And he was like a big brother to me. And said, What's going on? And I go, Dice. I'm killing Dice. I'm walking up there. Yes. <laughs> kill him he Perfect. just cost me. I haven't been married two weeks. And now me and my wife have no place to live. I'm going to kill him. And I kept going and Sam pulled me down and, and <laughs> knock it off. Uh, you know, this is, yeah, I think the big picture here. I'll make some phone calls. I'll try to find you a place to stay. I'll deal with Dice. You don't deal with it because if you do it, you, because I'm one of those guys, I, I have zero or I have a hundred percent. Right. I'm not that, I wasn't no raised fighting growing up. Yeah. You know, I'm always the nice guy until you push me so far that I stick a pair of scissors in your throat. That's the two right. extremes. I like this. It's, yeah. it's going to go from here to there really yeah. fast. A man yeah. of passion. That's Nothing wrong with is. that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that middle ground. Sam was an older guy, more experienced, knew the middle ground. Went and had a chalk. Well, I found out later. He said, "You know, if I ever make it before you do, or when I make it, I'm gonna." You know, Rice wasn't anybody yet either. It was just friends. Uh, But he came across like a a stick in the mud back then. Right. Uh, Especially, you're all having fun, and he's the guy trying to feud. Uh, which I felt ba- bad about years later when it didn't mean anything to me and I had survived those times. Yeah. And I had ran into Dice a thousand times and you got to remember, I idolized him when I first moved here. I think he was very talented. He was the best impressionist I'd ever seen. And this is yeah. before he turned into Andrew, I mean, yeah, dice. before he was the yeah. dice. dice Man, yeah. I gave him his first leather jacket that had Dice on its elbows. Wow. Because uh, he had turned into the Dice character and I loved the character and it was at Westwood. So, yeah, you know, it, this was after all that, but Sam wouldn't let it go. And so it was constantly this feud that, you know, he was, Sam was jealous of his success and the size of the success that he was having. And I didn't know that Sam had those kind of issues right, right. as a friend in my life, you know, so. You live and learn. But after Sam died, it was uh, rented a dice. And he walked up and just said, like, some of the nicest things. And this is the part that audiences don't know about, the human side of people. Right. He said said such nice things that he dropped me. It just made me realize I didn't know him. And because I saw the father side of him, and I saw how he talked to his kids, I saw how... His mm-hmm. compassion for my horrible pain at that yep. particular time was. I saw that he had an, an open heart to it and understood it. Yeah, very and big heart. And yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like it just it threw me. I realized how much we had grown as men and right. people. And uh, right, we've been friends ever since. But. Back in those days, God, I hated him and I hated Mitzi sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, that's what it but does. But it was just it's testosterone. Fuels. We were bulls with that oil running down the exactly. sides of our faces. Yeah. yeah.
1: But that's what happens when you're coming up. You get oh, yeah. you get angry at people. Yeah. I don't like this one. How yeah. did he get that? Yeah. She shouldn't have mm-hmm. that. She can barely speak. The you amount know, of, like, right, right, I'm right. sorry. These are my yeah. issues. <laughs> sorry. Oh, all right.
0: The, the amount of feuds that I tried to start just because I was so angry that someone <laughs> yeah. I felt wasn't talented was getting more than they should. Yeah. And it was like... I, I mean... The amount of times that I felt the first 10 years I was here where I was just like, I'm way better than that fucking person. Yeah. Fuck right. this. Right. Oh, I wish I could kiss ass. Yeah, and, right. Uh, and right. And so I could
2: sell out whatever
1: like it yeah, is Yeah, exactly. Sell out. <laughs> but I'm not a sell Look at yeah. him selling out working every night, And now idiot. I'm just sitting there like,
0: I wonder what I could do to sell out like that person. Could <laughs> 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 they teach me the skills? Right. Still jaded, but yeah. in a friendlier tone.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
2: it's, it's so interesting that we... Found a career where it's all about just developing your own voice. And either yeah. they're going to see it or they're not. Yeah. and But that's your journey is to live out your voice. For Whatever sure. you create, and I think, eventually.
0: And I think part of the thing, like the, one of the only things that still bothers me when I watch comedy now, which it's tougher for me to watch comedy, but yeah. I, I hate when I see someone doing something that is in no way them or it just seems uh, like they're just oh, right, borrowing I, someone's yeah. Yeah. like Essence you're just or, yeah you're yeah. just stealing Burr's cadence right, like right, you're never right. going to develop into right. a fully developed comedian right. if you're just trying to write jokes that you think the guy you think is funny right. is
2: doing um, those are great to go try to sell to him yeah yeah but yeah for sure try
1: to make money yeah uh-huh. sure
2: yeah you know the famous uh dangerfield story no which was i uh, was at the laugh factory one night with him and uh somebody got off stage after they did their joke and Rodney goes i love that bit kid i'll give you 500 bucks for it right now you can never do it again guy went all right it's <laughs> yours rodney dug in his pocket pulled out a wad and had him 500. wow dollars.
1: wow why can't that
2: off happen. and just had a laugh he was laughing <laughs> and i know the guy so i walked in and i go what's so funny and he goes I stole that from Rodney last year, I it, and I forgot, and then he shows up, sees it, and then buys it all of me. That's awesome. Holy shit. And he let it happen. Yeah, well, I mean. Starving guy. 500 bucks, for sure. I yeah. it.
3: was I one of Rodney's bits it. that he had forgotten.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. No, you told a great story, Adam. This could be out of context, but you did The Tonight Show. Uh-huh. Do you want to tell that one, or is that too uh,
2: stupid? we could switch it. Can you give me a hint as to which story? Oh, you I, did, uh, I did it nine, nine, nine or 10 times. No, then. the first so did, time we
1: do it. With, oh, the very first time. Yeah. We, oh, with okay. Carson. The,
2: the, okay. Oh, Oh,
1: right. Johnny Carson. Yeah.
2: Well, not the first one I did it was with Leno when Leno first got the show. I no, I mean the one, oh, you the one, did one I did the, with the,
1: the, the initial one with Sam oh, and, okay. and yeah.
2: Alan. And yeah, that's, uh, we had been on tour. So it was, it was Sam, myself and the outlaws, which were Alan and Mitchell. And uh we did Memphis and we got we we were friends with a guy named Terry Presley, who was the third cousin of Elvis.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> he was on the road with us and sure enough we got to do the private tour and see Elvis's house and the whole thing. It was really, really great experience. This is
0: Graceland. Yes. Okay.
2: In Memphis. So across the street was the, the stores they had that sold merchandise and back then. So everybody, we had the tour bus parked next to the Lisa Marie. So they did the Lisa Marie. I found this place that had the 31 flavors of songs. You can go in and record an Elvis song. They had like five little telephone booth sized little sound booths. You got inside with headphones and there was 35 pages of sheet music and you could record one of his songs with the actual Jordan Air singing behind you.
3: It's so wow. cool. So,
2: I think it was 10 bucks, and you got the cassette tape. So, uh, I did, d-dum, 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 d-dum. Well, you know, I can be found. Up, up. You know, I just did my little Elvis. I love it. And I recorded, I and I was it. laughing the whole time. And then, ran out to the tour bus, and they're all sitting there waiting for me. And, <laughs> and they might want to go back and buy some more cups and Elvis stuff. We all bought Elvis glasses. <laughs> right, right, right. Because sure. we're doing the auditorium that night. In right. Memphis. So we all bought Elvis glasses. So anyway, I come jumping on the bus. I go, guys, you got to do this. I put it in. I play it. <laughs> I'm I can't with him. be found. Up and, by. and I'm doing all. this. They're all laughing. That's you. That's you. I go, yeah. I Don't be cruel. So we all run back down, and everybody goes in and records a song, you know. And Sam does. Uh, Are you lonesome tonight? So we get on the bus and he plays it, and it's like, oh, you got to do that tonight. That's great because there's a half an hour break between uh, myself and the Outlaws, and there's a half an hour break, so people can leave the auditorium, get booze, and come back in. Right. and that's when they play music. So let that be the last song before they bring on Sam, because it was good enough that it sounded like an Elvis song. They wouldn't know, and sure enough, they didn't. So that night, they didn't know, and then you know the light comes on, lets them know they have a couple minutes till the show starts, and that's when they play that. Ooh, 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 ooh. so they're playing it and then it gets to that part where they say you know they say life is a stage and everybody must play their part yeah. well I don't know who said that but it must have been some lying tramp <laughs> 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 and, just, and he samized it right sure, he goes off well, the place goes nuts. They've been fooled. So the whole auditorium goes nuts realizing they thought they were listening and blowing it off. Right. How many times have you heard it's just this? just background music. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah. And it was sam And then, ladies and gentlemen, Sam And boom. So he walks out to them going nuts that he did something for them. Right. Uh, and we came home after that tour. Uh, we went two nights or three nights later. We w- went and played it for somebody, and then we had it in his pocket. And we went over to the Palm to eat, and they had drawn Sam's picture on his booth. So it, it was all celebrity photos. So now he's got his picture in his booth. So we have the Kennison booth. So he and I are having dinner, and the major D, it was Johnny, walks up and goes, uh, Mr. Sam, uh, Johnny Carson would like to meet you. I'm like, what? Wow. He's in the back room. So he takes Sam back. And five minutes later Sam comes and goes, Come on, you wanna meet Carson? And he brings me back there and introduces me to Johnny and he goes, Yeah, so I'd love for you to do the show. That's what I get to hear. So I'd love for you to do the show. And he goes, Well then um uh, I I'll call up uh you know who the booker was at the time. I'll think of it in a minute. Who hated Sam. Right. The guy before Brogan. I forget his name. Just answer. hated him. Uh, had seen him a bunch of times, just blew over him all the time. So Sam says, We're never doing TV. Fuck it, we'll just go the opposite direction, you know. Yeah. Uh, Our choice Jim Jim McCauley That's it Jim McCauley was the casting guy And so uh, Talent coordinator He goes Call Jim And tell, I want you on next Thursday He goes Great So he start, I go Hey Let him have the tape Let him hear the tape He goes Well since I'm gonna see you, Here's the tape Of a song I did When we were on tour Thanks Carl For reminding me Here's this You gotta play this <laughs> Yeah Alright He gets a phone call The next day From, from uh, somebody At the offices That Johnny wants you to do that song on the Tonight Show.
0: <gasps> That's awesome. So
2: Sam's going, wow, he wants me to do the song. That means I can go back again and do stand-up after that. But he wants my comedy because Sam's broke by this time. So he's like, oh, this is great. And he talks about it and he tells everybody, yeah, I'm going to be doing all You lonesome tonight. I did my own version of it, blah, blah, blah. Well, now we get a couple days away from it we start the party. Where you buy all kinds of blow. Everybody comes up to the house, and he's yeah. co- he's talking about how he's well, going to do this. Preparing that. until he gets you yeah, like a day into it, he goes, "Shit, I don't want to do this by myself." <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make sense comedically to stand there in front of a camera singing with no band, and no. It's not funny to me now. It, it's. It does, I don't see how it's gonna work. And blah blah blah. And as we all did, you know, the idea started popping. And then it was like, well, why don't? Since we're on tour, why don't we be the Jordanaires and we'll rent three Gold LeMay outfits and stand behind. You. We all have our Elvis glasses, and we'll just be your background. So you sing, but behind you will be three guys going. Ooh, we'll do that move that, seems, that way. You got company, and he goes, "That's perfect." And then get confused when I start screaming, start bouncing in the, yes, yes. So, so we went out and we rented the tuxes, and we all had our Elvis guys, and we practiced a couple times. Then Sam wanted to hire his own three guys to come play the the music. He didn't like the band, the house band, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he wanted to have his own three guys to play it. That way we could rehearse it first, and then they could be on the show. So we do that, and we go to rehearsal. And Jim McCauley walks up in the middle of it and says, hold it, hold it, hold it. What are you doing, Sam? We're paying you to do the tonight's show, not these other six or seven people that now we have to pay. We're not doing that. He goes, great. Then I'm not doing the fucking show. And turns around and goes, come on, guys. Which we had learned from Buddy Rich when <laughs> yeah, he yeah, did yeah. Yeah. the show here. Yep, You're already on. Yeah. So the guy that never wanted you on now gets to be the big boss and go, no, 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 just you, not all these guys. He went, then fuck you. Yeah, Let's go. And he, and he walks out, and we all walk with him. Like, yeah. we're yeah. going to do it, we're not going to do it. Fuck him. We're in the dressing room, we're starting to pack up the stuff, and Jim McCauley comes back and goes, hey, everybody, listen, I'd like to apologize. Uh, <laughs> Sam, I was wrong. I didn't know that uh, you guys had an agreement with Johnny, and that was my fault. Just We have a rule here that everything has to go through... Uh, you know we have to pay these people, so I didn't know, and I'd like to apologize to you. Sam goes, okay. He goes, show's back on. He goes, show's back on. And we went back out, <laughs> and so he had to apologize. So that was great. That's, yeah, that's yeah, because Johnny made him shit. go back out and apologize. Well, you go back in? The go boss man. Yeah, the uh, boss he man. Does whatever he wants. Yeah. I invited him on. <laughs> so uh, we did that spot, and it was the most fun because uh, when we got done, I looked over, and Johnny Carson. The expression and what he was doing was something that goes back to the first month that Sam and I became really good friends in Houston, Texas. And when we used to get home after doing our spots, we couldn't go to sleep, so we'd walk all night. We'd walk for hours and talk about what our dreams and goals were. Right. And Sam told me one night, he goes, you know, I have this dream that Johnny Carson is bent over his table, pounding the table with his fists. That's my dream is to make him do that. I went, wow, that's great. That's a good vision. Specific, right. yeah. yeah. Very specific. Great. Yeah. So when we got done with that song, Are You Lonesome Tonight? Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> and we all do our hands out yes. and do the big thing. And Sam's, you know, I hope you die. That's how he ends the song. <laughs> and we all look over, the crowd's going nuts. And we look over, and Johnny Carson's got his head on the desk. Oh, he, my and God. And he's pounding the, the desk. <laughs> And I look over at Sam. Sam looks at me and that's when the tears start to flow. Like, yeah. Dude, that's, you did, this yeah. Was that's all that. Achieved. We live this out. Man, yeah, that's check. so awesome. Yeah, Wait, check. <laughs> so
1: you did the Tonight Show. But you, did you do Carson? No, no I didn't. he was
2: gone, I, right? yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Carson was gone by the time I did it. Because I, I, that wasn't my thing to want to do that. I mean, I, I wanted to be an actor. So the, right. the goals that Sam and I had set for me was that we were going to get into television and I was going to be a character on a show. Right. That Sam was going to, so. that we were going to write. And all that stuff was about to happen when he died. Uh, so those things, cause he already proved himself that he was off the drugs or that he could perform without go control. sober. Yeah. All right. that stuff. And he had done a television show, Charlie Hoover. And so the studios went, you know what? He's, he's, he's come back around. He's proved yeah. himself. So we'll give him something that was all about to happen. So that was going to be my goal. So, life shifts you move on you you know you go another direction but you know i had been a stand-up for god 10 years by that time so it's the only muscle i knew
1: and you got to do the tonight show You did and then yes in the Jay early Lana.
2: 90s then i then i went you know what this is something I'd, i might as well do since i'm here i'm going to learn how to do this so wow. i was the first i was one of the first comics he had and jimmy brogan was the casting director and, and i called him up and said i'd like to do the tonight show Jim. And Jim said, oh, then I'll see you next Tuesday night at the Laugh Factory. And That's said, amazing. Perfect. So I went on the Laugh Factory and just how well he knew me, because we I'd known him for so long here. Yeah. Uh, he walked up to me, he goes, You're doing seven basically seven stories. I said, Yeah. And he goes, Take the second one out and replace it and you're on. I said, Thanks. Wow. Yeah.
1: Like how did he know what the second story was? Because he
2: knew my cadence. He knew oh, what oh, I, I, I He knew how saying. I did my thing. So that second thing that you do, whatever that little story is, just replace that with the other one that didn't work. Okay. (laughs) So then I got to go on. And back then, it wasn't cell phones, so you had to call everybody. I'll be on, tell mom to (laughs) stay up late. Right? No DVRs. And I got canceled. What? I got bumped. I got bumped because the sketches went too long. So Uh, then I was on two weeks later, got bumped again. Damn it. Because the sketches went too long. And then the third time, I walked into the biggest gift basket I've ever seen. It had radio in it, and a basketball, and wow. God, yeah, it had everything in it, and this giant basket. And the note said, uh, "I promise this time," because <laughs> I parked Jay's cars here, and I'm, you know, yeah, he, he knew he knew that I'm from the store. He knew right, me. right. He knew that we had paid the dues, and he, so I promise you this time. And by the time I went on the third time, I knew everybody in the band because I'm a musician. So <laughs> yeah. I knew everybody yeah. in the band. I knew all the makeup people. All the behind-the-scenes people, I knew them by then because they yeah. felt bad for me, so they come up talk to me. And like, you know, oh, hey. so by the time it's like going to a club the third time, like I can't wait to see those those yeah. guys that were there because I like them. You know, My new work friends. So by the time I did that spot, I got a standing ovation. I, but those days of getting a standing o and getting your own series were gone by then. But right. It laid the foundation for the next six or seven comedic spots, and then the three sketches I ended up doing. It's After still that, amazing. That, that, I mean, yeah, it yeah. was a blast. There's it a was very... a very blast. It was the proudest, you know, those proud, yeah. those proud moments in your life. And my dad had been dead by then. My dad had been dead uh, four years by the time I did my first one. But I uh, I kept when I cleaned out his house because he was the biggest believer in me and and yeah. and worked extra Obviously. jobs and all amazing. these other things for me to to be this. And uh, he he had a halston z12 was his cologne and when he died that's the only thing i really wanted was that cologne and because uh, i wanted to smell him that's what kept him in right my, to get, mind. I get it. Again. the memory so when i did i found it in my closet and i took it with me to the night show and when i finally when they said all right you're all mic'd up let's go we're going to walk you through the backstage curtain I took it and dipped it twice and put it underneath my nose. Nice. And that way my dad got to do The Tonight Show with me. That's so awesome. He was more, That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It would have been different for me. My eyes would have been bleeding because I'm allergic to Oh, smell. yeah. That's when I broke out in these anyway. little bumps. T- he had a Hitler <laughs> mustache. <laughs> hey, Watch your Carl. second
2: bit. Notice those bumps. <laughs> Create themselves on top of her lip.
0: <laughs> yeah, LeBeau had a, a Hitler mustache <laughs> of, a, of rash last oh, night there, on The yeah, Tonight yeah. Show. Very weird. It started out normal, but... Did you
2: like the bits? Did you like the bits I did? Laugh! Peepers! Laugh! Peepers! Is not the same thing he's open with. It's oh, all it's so weird. It's whole cadence changed. I remember hearing <laughs>
3: that.
2: He
0: does the strangest impressions. They're all maniacal dictators.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: Have you it's seen perfect. his Stalin? No, Unbelievable. No. His yeah. <laughs> Stalin...
1: Is there a stall? No one impression? even knows what stalls. I know. Is. I can't <laughs> even. Yeah. <Enough>, An <laughs> That's the same. As
0: that
3: sounds another. the German. It's, it's, he was just, Italian. He's,
0: now he just sounds like he's doing Yakov. I'm not sure.
3: <laughs>
0: Russia, what a country!
1: <laughs> Yakov has done the podcast with Rick, uh-huh. and he's told some great stories too. Yakov. I built. Uh, I oh yeah, he's a builder. Him. That's Bob, the builder. I First right met there.
2: him. I was out here a couple months. And uh, Mitzi made me his assistant when he built the back stage area for the main room.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah. When that's how I got to know him.
0: Our, our podcast studio used to be all the way upstairs in the old accounting office. Yes. And uh, so the day I interviewed him, he got here before me or whatever, and I'm walking around looking for him. Someone's like, hey, he's here. And I finally find him, and he's in the like the hallway between the green room and the belly room yeah. and uh i was like oh hey sorry I, I couldn't find you whatever and he's like oh i was just looking at the booths that mitzi made me build <laughs> 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 talking about how i had to build the booths in the yes. belly room and
2: yes <laughs> the and and made still, me build. yeah look what a great job he did yeah still yeah. There. that was 80 yeah
0: they got yeah. bobby the grease to to re uh a we about some of 36 them.
2: 36 years ago. Can you imagine? That's, That's amazing. Solid yeah. Ukrainian Time carpentry. Is so fast. It's so fast. It goes, I've never had, you know, somebody goes, how long have you been doing this? And I go, I've been in this business since I was seven, six, 17. I was an actor first. Wow. So, God, 40 years. You know what I mean? 39 years. That's like amazing.
1: That. But, and you're only but 42. You're 11, yeah, yeah. That's I'm only 42. That's unbelievable. the odd part. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but... To, to not think about age I never did My dad didn't yeah. either It's like you just move on to you die one day But these, Keep going Yeah You yeah. just keep recreating yourself Over and over and over And over again That's what artists do Right You don't stick with the same album You move on And you create a different sound And you keep, yeah. You know um, But to see th- I, That whole thing of You're having so much fun Time goes by so fast That's what this feels like sometimes Yeah Where you where you, you you date yourself Or you look at something And go Oh my god I remember Banging those boards in, and him teaching me how to hammer, uh, uh, standing up sideways, so doing because I kept hitting yeah. my thumb, and all these different things that Yakunov and I went, Yakunov, yeah. Yakunov, yeah. Yakunov. <laughs> Yakunov. <laughs> Yakunov and I went through back when we were, you know, still that's puppies. awesome, yeah, yeah. Because he was he was buying cars and selling them to Russians back.
0: He back told, now. yeah, he yeah. told, because Jim Carrey came in one night last year just to like watch because he was looking for people to. The I'm uh, Dying Up Here. Yeah, to uh-huh. put on the I'm Dying Up Here show. Uh-huh. And uh, he asked, like, well, you know, who from my era still comes around? And, you know, we said Argus is still here all the time. And Yakov started coming back in. And so he told me a story, like, I remember when Yakov, it was like he showed up and he was already driving like a Rolls Royce. Mm-hmm. So I asked Yakov and he told me this this long story about how he found someone who would sell uh, luxury cars cheap in Europe so he would just fly over to Europe and buy them, and he'd buy two—one yes. for him and one to sell—and yes. then he would just keep continuously do that and bring them back. Mm-hmm. So, he, like he said, he lived at Crest Hill, and he had a. Uh, a Mercedes and a Rolls Royce. Yes. Wow! but he was paying 150 bucks a month <laughs> yes, right. or something for exactly. rent. Yeah, and he was just, I was, he said, "You that's just, gangster? yeah." It's like that's what that's
2: called, uh-huh. gangster. Like, well, the Russians know how to survive. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's a different place. Yeah, that's yeah. what he
0: said. He said you just do whatever you can to uh-huh. make as much money as you can. And he said he wanted to wear nice suits and do yeah. that. And so. You sell Rolls Royces to people illegally. That's how you get up. That's how you
2: do it. You put them on a a cart and you send them on a ship, and uh, they send you the money. You get the 20 grand or whatever it was back then. Yeah, which is
3: a
0: a ton of cash. Yeah, Yeah, that's.
1: Uh, I'm gonna. I'm looking at the questions we're supposed to ask. Oh, that's very exciting. <laughs> no, because they're they like help a little bit. So I'm like, oh, okay. but we. I think we already covered that with the your first impression of the comedy store when you got here. Was it already? Yeah. It was already well established. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The it store. Was, I mean, it was, it, the store yeah. was established. The original room was established. The main room was room. building, You know, it was four years in. Um, but yeah. Uh, uh, it was already famous. People were constantly... You, you knew about it in Texas. Week. Oh, yeah. Oh, you were out here before That's that what I knows. mean. Like, yeah, I was yeah. out here before. Yeah. But but I didn't know the importance of it because I only came here three times. Right. It was as only the, when I started stand-up and got to do it right. uh, for a year then, there that I... F- it was what everyone talked about in yeah. Texas. One day we're going to go to this. And there were some... Uh, I think uh, some friends of mine had done a trip out here and and came back going, oh, you know, and all because they had been to the Holy Grail, you know, Right. we saw this guy and we saw that guy and we saw that. We saw Mitzi. You saw Mitzi? That's what I'm saying. Yes, you saw Mitzi. You know, so all that stuff was huge to us. Yeah. Right.
1: So so she was known. She was known. Like she was known. That was. Yeah. That was
2: always cool. She was eight years in for her yeah well eight years with her own in the store then the three or four before that where she she was sammy's wife right 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 Right. that's
1: what mooney used to yell like if they would have an argument he would be like oh please homie i remember you when you were counting the money." In the booth, <laughs> I was like, yeah. "Oh my god!" But he would say that to her, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, she's gonna yell at you!" And then she'd just cackle, and I'd be like, "What? Right. Yeah. How do you get away with yes. that? It's been but around he was here so enough. long. Oh yeah. yeah, They had that adult. <laughs> they relationship. They yeah. weren't intimidated by yeah. each other. Yeah, I'm just a nervous waitress. Yeah.
0: I started at Stanford and Sons in Kansas sure. City, yeah. and uh, I started <laughs> when I was say 18. Say it like it's
1: a real place. Well, I did it? <laughs> yeah,
0: I did it. Quick, G- Craig. Way. Hey, you care if I pay you and blow? <laughs> I'm doing a $15 set tonight. What you? Yeah. <laughs> i was like i
2: didn't get asked <laughs> that's how you got paid did I, did I just remember being like the there's no way that that's enough money yeah.
0: yeah i was like 15 dollars? and i mean i i mean i don't think that's enough to to really get me hired. Yeah. you could sell it i'm like i'm not selling 15 dollars for the blow um but I, I i you know i had done that for a couple years there where you'd get very little stage time because yeah. there's not too many shows and I decided I was going to move to L.A. or New York as soon as I turned 21 and I could get into clubs. So when I was still 20, I, came, I planned trips to both, and I came to L.A. first. And just through random chance, of the guy whose couch I was sleeping on's dad is one of those guys who likes to act like he knows everybody. So he said, like, oh, you, you want to be a comedian? Cool, yeah, my business partner's son, his roommate is a, <laughs> Uh, talent agent distant. and it was like yeah. I mean that's like eight steps of separation he's <laughs> like well I'll try and hook you up at one of the clubs I was just like alright and then an hour later he's like yeah so I talked to him and he talked to his son and his son said that his <laughs> roommate's gonna meet you at the comedy store with a comic and I was like wow that's like that, that's what the that's coolest club right. Yeah. so I came up here and I, was, I wasn't was old enough I was only 20 so I got here early and the door guys, John Caparillo at the time was just yeah. like yeah you can't go in you're not old enough and I was <laughs> devastated just like oh, what am I gonna do and then the guy john 21 yeah. yeah he was he was mid-20s for sure yeah.
1: just turned 21 and then can't uh,
0: sorry dude <laughs> and then uh
2: fucking gatekeeper
0: <laughs> yeah you think you own the place man and then uh i got a, te- a text message from the the guy who was supposed to meet was like yeah i can't make it up there but i'm sending one of my comic clients to meet you and it was uh a black dude named Freeze Love. I love Freeze. And uh, love. so Freeze showed up and was. I was just like, "Yes, yeah, thanks for meeting me, but I'm not old enough to get in." And the door guy, he was like, "Man, fuck the door guy." <laughs> <laughs> and so he walked to the back and he's just like, "Yo, this is my friend Caprillo." was like, ah, "Okay," and they just let me. <laughs> yeah, I, freeze is a big dude. Big yeah, dude, he was. So yeah, he just walked past. He, he, he basically tried to hook me up as much as he could because Eddie Griffin was letting him open for him on the yeah, road sure. and mm-hmm. since me and Eddie are both from Kansas City there's obviously a connection there. A uh, huge connection. <laughs> so tight, they tight. they put me up in the belly room and I you know went up oh and my just God, that was his, yeah, bombed was... for like six people <laughs> and just so it was so terrible I was probably waiting tables probably didn't even notice oh it was so bad I, I did impressions then Sorry, too Rick. so it was awful and, <laughs> oh, uh,
2: well, you crazy. were in your own depression you <laughs> get, you six people yeah. Uh, yeah. six it's bucks twelve dollars <laughs> twelve oh, <laughs> I'm not buying two drinks fuck you
0: but I was so excited I never even made it to New York I was just like well if I got I got up to the comedy <laughs> store this easy yeah. this is where I'm moving yes. and it'll just be the easiest journey of yeah. all time
3: Absolutely.
1: this is a cape walk. how yes. long's it been cut to it's (laughs) been yeah it's
0: now been 15 years and i have achieved nothing yes you have oh that's right i'm the host of the comedy store podcast see
1: these are big deals (laughs) at least that's what i tell myself (laughs) (laughs) uh wait i had another oh did you ever go on stage drunk or high or whatever Oh, here i Uh, mean anywhere (laughs) anywhere. but i mean i know they're paying you a blow but yeah. no, because I'm saying a lot of people are like, oh, I only do it after, or I have to well, sober up until.
2: Yeah, I'm but, now I hardly do anything. No, now I know. But, it, but it. back then. You're pre-gaming with you gonna yeah. yeah, exactly, man. I mean, <laughs> when you're looking at a crowd that's chanting, Sam, 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 oh, Sam. Oh, fuck them. And it's in a, a thousand-seater, <laughs> you know, the first part of our tour, 600 or a thousand seats. Yeah. And you went from being a doorman to your friend becoming overnight famous. It's megastar, famous, yeah. Fuck. And now you're both getting to live it out. It takes you a week to learn how to do that opening spot from experience. Sure, you know, that's, a a that's a lot yeah, of cutting. It's a lot of cutting. So you drink two beers before you go on because the nerves, nerves alone. Oh yeah. my god, you gotta bring it down and then you know, and then someone shows up and you got blow and that's what we were into then. So yeah. our group we was blow and booze. So you did next thing you know, you're too tired to perform so you did a <laughs> blow and then Yeah, but I've I performed on acid. <gasps> uh, yeah, what was that I, like? I, well, I got tricked into it, but I was when I was in Houston, and somebody, people came the following week, and they said, "There's the guy." I was walking in because we had a line that would go around the. Building. There <laughs> he is. <laughs> like, he'll do anything. There's, there's the guy, and they, and and, and, the, and he goes, "What?" And he goes, "We saw him last week. The guy is brilliant." Ooh. And I went. I was on mushrooms last week, <laughs> so I went in and saw all the other comics, you know, that were there on that the, the Saturday before, and I go, "What did I do that people were talking?" About? And he goes, <laughs> dude you did you were off the hook you did this thing about mannequins think they're so fucking cool at stores because they dress better than you <laughs> ew and I, I was like it. in the mindset of a mannequin going hey asshole what kind of shoes are those <laughs> mine I'm not even going anywhere and chicks stare me down and whatever my mental state was yeah yeah that yeah, bit but yeah. I must have done it for five minutes the tripping oh, killed because <laughs> I was in the mindset of a mannequin yeah yeah naturally but that was just me you know tripping <laughs> uh but th- i came in here one night i didn't have to work and i came in here and and somebody canceled and you're on oh shit! And yeah and i was doing shrooms but i got through that i won a pool tournament across the street when mitzi had the uh, the saloon across yeah, saloon the street across yeah. The, yeah, and i had a pool t- and i won and i was on acid and i saw i saw the table from above and all the balls were small to me. And I saw it as math. <laughs> I knew which one went in first, and how to follow up each shot, and all that kind of shit. That's that amazing. Was, yeah, that was I was out to lunch. I told off the guys that treated me like a piece of shit for two years here. Who? Oh, uh, no, I'm not gonna say. Oh, I you can't. say their name. No, <laughs> no, they will never, no, no. ever. All right, so they'll be guests next I, week. I, me and Sam did shrooms, and what we do is we would starve for three days get the best pot we could and then and then do shrooms and then go for walks in the mountain. So one night we did it in the afternoon and we walked till eleven o'clock at night and we ended up over here. And we were we were in this zone where we could we just came walking down sunset and we walked right in here. I walked down the hall and I ran into a fucking guy who'd been a prick to me and he later became my friend. But he was a prick to me all the time. Just always. All right. And I, I was a doorman and I came walking through And he came up to me to say something, and I grabbed him by the throat, and slammed him up against the wall. And then I told him everything he'd ever done to me, how it affected me, and how that was the end of that. Good boy. And then I walked off at peace. It, just uh, yeah. stopped him in his action, like you, you know, Caesar does <laughs> He with was like, dogs. hey, Carl, you're you next. Ar- 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 <laughs> asshole whisperer. And you just <laughs> you know, <laughs> his asshole whisperer. Yeah. And then I let him up once he knew who was dominant. Yeah. Right. So anyway, in that mindset, that's how yeah. I established my image here for the longest time. Which Get is, you to focus. I don't start shit, but I also don't take it. Right. And that changed my... Street cred here. Sure, the old start shit won't be no right. shit. He'll end we'll it never though. Never started. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no,
1: and you, and I I love that that you never started. But I'm glad that you got to tell those people because there are a lot of people that are dicks. Yeah, like that's another. As long as they
2: can get away with it, there's yeah. bullies in in every business. Sure, right? it was just the bullies.
1: Oh, the and with these people or that person, whatever, like already established, and then you they yeah. treated you like just yeah. the
2: dirt. Yeah, you're not important. That, yeah. yeah.
1: Ugh, yeah. I hate oh, yeah, people yeah, that yeah, yeah, do yeah.
2: that. Yeah, I mean, I wish I was. Worth the hundred million dollars. I wish I could get to that point where I didn't have to worry about how I treat people because I know don't I'd we never all? come down. Right? Wouldn't it be fun just to know you're never coming down? Your and cloud you, is just hovering <laughs> over people. Hello. Yeah, yeah hello. I tried. But to, it's just not in me. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, the hundred million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you there. Because I want to
0: see the you. Okay. bank account. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait.
1: Yeah. yeah to never
3: I just want
0: to just make a billion so I can get a hundred million in his yeah. bank account <laughs> right. so I can watch him sure. dismiss people with the actual. Have fun with it, Carl. <laughs> Carl, it's time to God. wave some people away.
1: Get the asshole totally whisperer out. It. Totally worth it. <laughs> no, watch how he does it. Carl, that guy that was mean be a reality to me. Show. Yeah. Watch how he that does
0: guy it. was kind of a dick to me. There's another hundred million in it <laughs> if you can uh, put him up against the wall.
1: We love that kind of shit. If there was like anything else you could do, aside from obviously acting or mm-hmm. comedy, what would you, what would it be?
2: A musician. I've always.
1: Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Musician. I love that. Yeah. But you kind of are doing that right now, huh?
2: Yeah. Uh, I've rediscovered it for myself, the joy of it. I've played my whole life and I'm working on a show now where it's original music and stories. So great. My life.
1: Yeah. Um, when can we see this show?
2: That's personal. All right, <laughs> I I love
0: he uh, he showed up today <laughs> with his guitar and I don't know if someone was like just so you know Rick Ingram, totally does not respect guitar comics. But the first thing he said he was like I I don't use my guitar <laughs> as part of my I didn't act. I tell him
2: that I'll tell you that. I started I? I just Did started I laughing that like that's I so forget. funny no no well, no you just you know you, we haven't met yeah this before i'm coming to do your podcast and i walk in what, with a guitar, the guitar <laughs> and, and the three-piece band come on in guys everyone's set up everyone's
1: here it's just they're the gonna ghost. do the Elvis
0: song tonight <laughs> so I Sam's just said ghost. To, by the
2: way this is something i've never done in my in my act this is just uh, something i brought for this because uh i, was I like, knew where re- we were doing this and last yeah. night i was talking to some buddies uh at my, my house And uh, I started telling some comedy store stories And then I remembered the whole Facing the ghost off story
3: Right
1: I, I love that you did that and, like But I remember the song here. So that's why I brought it So oh, you, you were going to do it, it. Yeah, you yeah. Do it, Will
2: you? I want to, Yeah, I want to do that moment No, oh, too Because this is a revisit for myself Yeah well,
1: And the audience Because we're all revisiting Oh, it just got cold in here I'm <laughs> no, just freeze.
3: It's,
2: it's backwards. Latin. <laughs> it's all in
0: tongue Try not to have people with multiple talents on the podcast. Yes, it's so very
1: <laughs> uncomfortable for us. I saw a couple ghosts dancing, and I don't know if that <laughs> was weird, but they were. Yeah. This they, one with a flowy dress. They Mitch? gave
0: you the thumbs up, but then they flipped off me and Eleanor, <laughs> which was weird. It's like, oh, uh,
3: well, you
1: guys don't have any you, extra you get, talent. Our grandfather ghost told us
2: about that song so very long ago. <laughs>
0: We've been waiting a long time because his version <laughs> is not that Gus. good. <laughs> Leave Gus and alone. He's upstairs
1: in <laughs> <at> Missy's office. This <laughs> is Well, that was amazing. Yeah, um, very yeah, cool. I we, I don't think we can follow that.
0: No, that's probably you, uh, yeah. <laughs> even the ghosts are like, yeah. Watch the human squirm now. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy talent, guys.
1: Shit, um, really, really great. You. Love you. Yeah, very Ricardo. impressive, man. Um. Thank you so much for doing the Comedy Store podcast and yeah. waking the ghost up. I appreciate it. Hey. Uh,
0: Hopefully they haunt out the other people who use the studio. Yeah, like really. It'll <laughs> make this our safe haven. That's well, true.
2: You know, I thought it was just us. And I was then I thinking, saw thank others. you for doing the podcast because there's so many, and you know this, how many hundreds of guys and girls out there that have starved in this building for their dreams and moved on with a career. Because yeah. of Mitzi, because yeah. of this sure. story, and now there's this where we can come in and feel the room and share it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you could have people on many times, and it'll always be different stories. Yeah, that's Cause what. Because once you're we around think. it yeah. again, it pops up. The memories start to. You to start remembering. Oh shit! Yeah. I remember when, this, when yeah. she
0: said that you were going to do it. I was so excited because a, a lot of the the people I know are like the comics now. Yeah, and and it's great because yes. they have some stories, but you know, it's like yeah. they have like they have an maybe an hour's worth of stories. Right. And uh, whenever I get to talk to people who have actual history here, yes, it, yeah. that's what excites me because I love this place so much. It's me like
3: too.
2: it's in me. Yeah, I, I've absolutely. Carried it. So when people, uh, you know, somebody said something about death one time, and I said, you know, you got to realize when you meet people, uh, you're meeting everyone that's ever died that they loved because the best of everyone that we love is in us. It comes to yeah. carry right. on, and just like uh, places. Yeah.
1: I can smell them on your upper lip. (laughs) Call (laughs) back. Call back. Let's
2: learn it from you, Carl. Then you must enjoy the (laughs) store.
1: Everyone must clap. (laughs) You know what I'm most jealous about with these guys is that they got to live in that house. I don't know if they would have let... A girl live in there, but maybe oh, yeah, for a night we would have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe more than a night, huh? I've definitely slept up there. Fresh towel. I of think guys. I know what you're slept saying. Slept with a guy who lived on the ground floor. <laughs> You remember that? Louie Anderson? Yeah, oh, yeah, it was Louie. No, Louis and I. So, so That was me. Uh, Louis, actually, after here. that, he came right out of the closet. Hello, guys. I like boys. Put it on the board. <laughs> I like boys. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, um, it was a comic that lived up there. Because okay. it lasted. She did that up until, I think the last one, it was Freddie Soto, Jason Hartz. Wheels Parisi You yeah, pick, You guys definitely. pick Who I slept with
3: Yeah Anyway yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I'm on the list No like question about wheels. it <laughs> Yeah 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 uh, Oh yeah
0: that's, uh, <laughs> Eleanor basically uh, Worshipped me There's no question no, I about know, it I, there was,
1: I didn't um, There's no worship wheels That's yes. never <laughs> What I meant so It was Jason yeah. And he lived On the bottom floor mm-hmm. And it was, it was That circular It was yes. awesome There was the pool table Right in yeah. the middle yeah. Like so And me him and Freddie And a couple other people From here would be up there like just fucking around all night doing because yeah. we were feeling your guys sure, like all the sure. shit the you happened. guys left yeah, in there yeah. and then we had a fourth of july party they closed here mm-hmm. we everybody was up there it was packed That's great. it was fourth of july i can't remember what year but we somebody put a cooler on the table and it warped that beautiful oh. wood right and she lost her shit yeah that was it yeah and then everybody got kicked out yeah yeah everybody Yeah, that you know she and then she sold it a couple i remember when she sold Crest Hill. i helped her because i was her assistant at that time and i said Mitz, i'm gonna i'm gonna bury a statue of saint joseph in the front yard Mm -hmm. that helps you know because people were like oh this place is haunted this place is that you know there was horrible stories yes and uh so they would come and just to walk through it a lot of people were coming just for that and we were like shit so she wanted to, to really sell it and i did that i sent him to bury st joseph in the front yard she's like i'm jewish <laughs> like he doesn't he doesn't, he doesn't discriminate yeah. it's not no, that kind of guy yeah, right. it's a different guy yeah. and then they sold it two days later oh wow
0: Very
2: nice. exciting. i mean imagine joey's still in up walls. there right <laughs> yeah
0: that's a, a a lot of fucking that, that house oh, probably yeah,
1: yeah. saw yeah 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 so, so it, we we ruined it. Sorry, guys. Uh, damn it! <laughs> I could have used fucking it. Table. Sure. I spent a well, lot of nights
0: get... sleeping in my minivan. Cause... <laughs> Yeah, there's well, no crest hill for me to. I
2: had a two bedroom station wagon. So that's what about. <laughs> <Two> bedroom yeah, <laughs>
1: you had bedrooms yeah, in yours.
2: Well, that's what I called those two long seats. <laughs> you Each, had to climb each over section, the back that's right. The yeah, they didn't have that middle <laughs> in the front either, right, huh?
1: Right. Yeah, nice. That's yeah, killer. Old school, man. How long did you live in that two bedroom?
2: I li- mm-hmm. well when I was first moved to uh, do stand up in Houston. I was in it for three months. Oh wow! So I, did, I played guitar on the streets and sang during the day. And then went and bathed at a Denny's with a towel. Changed my shirt. I was going to say, Denny's has showers?
1: Puerto Shit. Rican style shower. All right, yeah. That's racism at its yeah, finest. That. My mom would say French, but yes, all right. Yeah. We've, we all hate <laughs> <laughs> in different ways. And
2: wash up and go do comedy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's
1: yeah. A, unbelievable. You have an incredible. Stories and then you have an even more incredible journey coming. Yeah. I know it. I feel yeah, it. Yeah, One of the ghosts whispered it when you were. Is that right? Yeah. Nice.
3: Good so, things.
0: The ghosts know. It's coming. They've seen the future. They've been well, in the past. Is,
2: well, this what was so weird for me is to be playing it down here when it meant when I played it before many many years ago. Right. It was to get rid of fear and connect with it because it, to me it was a lonely ghost. So the loner was just a story of this ghostly apparition who was you know stuck here Mm -hmm. yeah stuck here so um, that's what it meant to me to relate to it and then i never had a problem after that but i also got of a fear of the unknown when i was here when i was 20 or 21 or 22 whatever that was right and so now to do that again on this side of life 30 something years later and and to feel this it was it was really um it was interesting the vibe coming out of my my own soul. Right. Wow.
0: The ghost of your past. Yes, right. like <laughs> Watching it a little bit yeah, too. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: That's yeah. awesome.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, thank you Can so much. Can I borrow some money? To get home. Uh, I'm, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. have <laughs> a. Uh... I have a one-bedroom Rav Four <laughs> <laughs> that you could it's a, studio. Change, it's a studio. Any change? I stu- can park it anywhere. Oh, one of those little bitty
2: smart cars—it's a studio. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's—it's a, a studio.
1: That's a what's that called? A, um, a bachelor. It's a hostel. It's a bachelor. A bachelor. That's yeah. it. a hostel. It is yeah. hostel. Yeah. No, I don't know how people get around. I don't know how people drive those. Can you imagine living in a smart car?
2: No.
0: No. It's yeah. Gross.
2: It's not smart. I mean, can you imagine something coming at you and you can only move an inch? <laughs> oh! <laughs> t bone no matter where you go you yeah you can hit the trunk it's still still <laughs> an inch from hurting you
0: it was i was it was really coming from all sides because i got hit from any side
2: he hit me in the truck oh hit you in the trunk no no i saw it it's only this <laughs> oh hit you in the truck yeah he hit me in the truck and instantly my- my neck snapping god it was a bicycle a yes broke god, my chill. spine i can't it's, move i don't feel good i'm
1: not gonna make it <laughs> just living in a thomas collar for the rest of- hey guys he <laughs> can't even turn the look anymore
0: uh do you have do you have social media facebook yes, twitter that you want to yeah. promote
2: uh, i really want to uh, promote twitter i my goal is to get to uh, fifty five thousand uh within a week so i'm um, right now oh i'm at, I'm at six, you'll do it I'm on at this. 1700 okay
3: <laughs>
2: so, perfect this this push yeah. you over the top yeah
1: this is gonna bring it up If yeah. just
0: you know it's the carl, 2000 i have carl
2: underscore LeBeouf. okay
1: beautiful and we're gonna be head uh he's headlining i'm featuring for this man we in reno work. at the laugh factory And we
2: get to see each other in three weeks at the Asheville Comedy Festival. Oh, yeah! But this might come out a uh, little after that. Okay. But But the the following week we're going to be in Reno together, and we're going to do the drive because we have so many stories. Yes, we've been friends a very long time. This is true. And there's a lot of catch-up going
1: on right now. I'm very excited. Uh, uh,
0: The word on the street is that a uh, young comic by the name of Adolf Hitler will be hosting (laughs) that show in Reno. So, (laughs) I know him. He's very, he's very very (laughs) aggressive towards the audience. demands their applause. What you
1: just staring at? Too <laughs> soon. <laughs> we should, should get Ricky on the show and he could do that guy.
0: <laughs> I'll just scream. Uh, well, thank you for doing the podcast, oh, man. It was welcome, an absolute man. pleasure. Yeah,
1: really nice get him man. up to yeah. 50, what is it, 55,000? 55, 55,000 55, 55, followers. We're looking guys. to That's get nothing.
0: him approximately 53,000 followers <laughs> in the next couple of days. So if you guys could push that, that would be great. Um, come to the comedy store, see a show. It's uh, another great era of the comedy store. Um, yeah, we got, we got some great good shows. shows all the time and great comics. Finally, so 84:33 uh, sunset, like, but we'll
1: we'll let name it them let under. It our, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just laughs> <for sure. laughs>
0: the Godfather, telling you to let it go. Um, thanks for listening, guys. I'm Rick Ingram.
1: I'm Eleanor
3: Carey. Been
0: with Carl LeBeau. Thanks.